Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Grad Life Podcast. I'm your host Ronan, and today I spoke with Sophie O'Grady, who is a business development executive with Enterprise Ireland in Dublin. She is a former director and creator of Mountain View Markets, and we spoke about her upbringing in a family business, Mountain View, Mountain View Markets, and how she got a role with Enterprise Ireland. We also spoke about finding the balance between work and enjoyment. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, hi Sophie, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, so where are you now? You're in Kilkenny or? Yes, I live in Kilkenny. Lovely. Very nice. Um, so I suppose just to start off, would you mind uh, telling me a little bit about yourself? Just introduce yourself. And... Yeah, so I am a national graduate with Enterprise Ireland. So I'm based in East Point Business Park in Dublin. I am the only graduate who's on two teams here in Enterprise Ireland. So I'm on the life sciences team. So that kind of covers medical devices, med tech, pharma, um, and high tech construction and housing kind of covers anything from data centers and fit outs to kind of ramping up the capabilities of Irish construction companies to okay. kind of generate more affordable housing for the housing crisis. So yeah, very varied. Lovely. Very, um, very impressive stuff. But I suppose um, what you kind of mentioned there for people that might know, like it seems to be very kind of particular focus, if you like. And I'm just wondering where the kind of knowledge around some of them areas came from. Or is it something that you just pick up on the job in terms of like the, the high tech construction or the other topics? Yeah, so that that's a really good question and something I was wondering when I found out that I was going to be in the construction mm. department because yeah. I thought I don't have any construction experience. Um, but it's so much more than that. I mean, there's a lot of manufacturing and industrial um, side of things in construction now, too. So, you know, it covers a lot of areas, but it's mostly an on the job type of learning. So I mean, yeah. you get insights from speaking with colleagues, stakeholders, clients that you're not going to read on the internet or from a book because things change at such a fast pace, especially okay. in the construction industry. So very much learn on the job. So it's it's more about kind of the skills that you have so that you're able to learn about all these things rather than, oh, yeah. you're a construction expert going into it. Absolutely. And people yeah. totally understand that you don't, you're not going to be an expert coming straight mm -hmm. out of college, but equally you have a lot of knowledge and experience from like you're you're very fresh and up to date with what's going on in the business world coming from college. So they they respect that a lot. OK, brilliant. And are you enjoying your job at the moment? I love my job. Uh, I think my job now is perfect for me. Um, I didn't really know what to expect when I started, but I'm loving it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, is it a hybrid system you're working? You said you're in Kilkenny at the moment, obviously. So yeah, you're so going to work from home as well. Yeah, so two days in the office and three days working from home. So if you are living, you know, in a rural part of Ireland, don't let that put you off the grad program. I'm not the only graduate who commutes. There is another graduate, Jack, who commutes from Galway. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, you can apply and you can live anywhere in Ireland with yeah. enterprise. The best, the best part of the country as well, because I'm from Galway as well. So oh, good I to, see. Good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I love Galway too. <laughs> I know, it's very, very nice, especially in this weather. Um, yeah. But... No, that's brilliant. And I suppose, what kind of motivated you to apply for Enterprise Ireland or what was it that attracted you at the time before you had the job? Um, yeah, so you're probably going to be really underwhelmed by this, but... <laughs> it's <I'm> okay. Because <laughs> everyone has all these really, like, 
I don't know, passionate stories about like the only place I ever wanted to work yeah. was Enterprise Ireland. And honestly, I was uh, I was solo traveling. I was in the south of France for a while and uh, I was on Instagram and I saw a post that Enterprise Ireland had a graduate program. And I was like, that looks nice. I'll apply for that. And I did. And then like, here I am. So it's Brilliant. not that exciting. Well well, I know you called it underwhelming, but I think it was very honest is more so uh, yeah. a better description <laughs> of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, you're in the job anyway and you got it. So but uh, I, I've seen the Enterprise Ireland grad program and it, it is very kind of uh, attractive program. So uh, I suppose it, it's worked out for you in, in that way. Um, I know usually or sometimes there, there can be kind of um, external work with with Enterprise Ireland in terms of being placed abroad and stuff. Um mm -hmm. It, was that something that was ever attractive to you or would you ever like to work abroad yourself or yeah so I definitely have the travel book and it's something that I really want to do um say well I suppose we're coming on to it later but the previous yeah. kind of uh work that I was doing before the grad program didn't really facilitate me moving my life to another country so I knew that until I had kind of gotten that to a position where I could move country. I should apply for the national program. But uh, back a couple of months ago, I applied to go overseas with Enterprise Ireland. Oh, lovely. And yeah, I'm actually joining the Australia team in September. Brilliant. I, so, I, it yeah. sounds like I kind of set you up for this and I knew about this, but I didn't. But uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Very exciting. Congratulations, first of all. Thanks. Um, and yeah, that's a, it's a big move. You're obviously looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. And look, I mean, that was within kind of six months of being on the national program. So it just shows you the types of opportunities that come up all the time within Enterprise Ireland. So if anyone's thinking of applying for the graduate program, I would probably apply for both the national okay. and the international because, you know, you get such opportunities either way to, to go traveling. So definitely apply for both. Great advice. And uh, obviously for Enterprise Ireland, it's very attractive to have kind of as you said, domestic and then abroad as well. Um, but really, really interesting. Um, and I suppose I'll just ask you about your, your role at the moment. Kind of what have you something that might be the best thing and something that's maybe a bit more challenging for yourself in the job? Yeah, so I suppose what I love most about it is the variety. Um, before Enterprise Ireland, I was, an, I suppose, an entrepreneur would describe it. Yeah, and... I, I put it as that, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was I was very much uh, in charge of myself. I was my own boss and I loved it. So, you know, moving to a nine to five office job was definitely a contrast and <clears throat> I needed something that was varied and Enterprise Ireland is very varied. So, okay. <clears throat> sorry, taking, for example, last week, I mean, on Monday, I was uh, kind of jumping in on the online retail scheme so that's not my team but opportunities like that come up all the time to get that additional experience um, and in e-commerce as well which is really interesting for me um, then on the Tuesday I attended a Dragon's Den style event at the Amazon offices in Dublin so right. we had health tech startups pitching to Amazon for 100k worth of Amazon web services um, supports you know, and then Wednesday that week, I was meeting with a group of Singapore delegates where Enterprise Ireland clients were, again, pitching to them to, you know, okay. build their exports in uh, Singapore. So it's very varied. 
each week. Very, yeah, it seems very diverse, I suppose. Um, but that that's a good thing when you have uh, a few different. When I ask you what the best thing is, and you have a few different things to talk about, but um, seems yeah. very, very, very interesting. So thanks for that. Um, and I suppose moving on away from Enterprise Ireland for for the minute, um, to talk about something that I suppose is a bit more close to home for you. You kind of mentioned it there. Um, but Mountain View Markets. Uh, for people that don't know, would you mind kind of describing what that is? So Mountain View Markets is a weekly market. It takes place in Ballyhale, County Kilkenny on the Mountain View countryside estate. It is, well, it's been going on for three, four years now. Um, and it was kind of it came from the COVID-19 pandemic. So I come from a family business and we're like a wedding and events venue, bar and restaurant, luxury glamping village. And during COVID, like most Irish businesses, we pretty much had to close overnight. So it was my sister's idea to start a farmer's market, which is like so random. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a great idea and I kind of like took it and ran with it. Um, so I basically... You stole her idea, basically. Kind of, but you know what? <laughs> she should have followed through on it. She should have. It, it, wor it worked out well. It worked out well, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I kind of set it up and was the director for about three years. And I have yeah. recently... Um, handed it over to a whole new team uh, in April so there are now four people doing what I was kind of doing on my own so okay. shows you how swamped I was yeah um, yeah so so that's it it's weekly farmers market we have about 80 traders every single week and just I'll give it a plug right now if you don't mind but uh, if uh, if you're a young person who's thinking of starting a business it's such a fantastic platform to to do so because you know farmers markets they're a minimal investment a lot of exposure and you don't have that commitment or the expenses associated with maybe a shop or a retail unit so yeah. if you're someone thinking of starting your own business and giving it a go a market is a great kind of sounding board for that brilliant and um and i suppose i suppose i was about to ask you kind of where the inspiration came from but i suppose you kind of covered it there um yeah. COVID times and between the sister but uh yeah, no, fantastic. And I suppose, what is the best thing about the fact that you created the market and um, everything throughout it? What's the thing that you found, I suppose, most enjoyable? 100% the people that, I, that I've met through the market and the friends that I've made. Like, I've mm. made some friends from all over the world and, you know, they're still my good friends even today. Like, they're not just traders to me. I really get to know the people and... There's a lot of street food stalls um, run by people who, you know, have emigrated to Ireland and they started up a street food business. So, you know, I have friends from China, Mexico, India, Lebanon, Libya. It's crazy. There's people from all over the world there. Um, so definitely the people and seeing their businesses thrive. There's been some businesses that, you know, they've they've the first time they've ever sold their product or their food um, was at Mountain View Markets. And then within a year, they've opened up their own shop or yeah. cafe. So loads of success stories. Brilliant. Um, and I can sense when you're talking, there's a bit of kind of pride there from what you've done um, because you're like, you are helping other people as well. Um, they're helping you and you're helping them. But uh, it's, it's a really nice thing. And I'm sure it's probably developed yourself um, kind of socially or professionally. Um, dealing with all the the producers and as you said people from from uh different backgrounds 
Yeah, and one hundred percent. Like you're, you've hit the nail on the head there. Like what I always say is like it's about transferable skills, and it's about getting as much experience as you can in a different variety of areas. When I finished my interview for Australia, they told me that the reason that I got the, the role was because of the variety of experience that I have. Mm. So it all adds up. And like I even say that like I used to waitress for years at my mom's restaurant and I used to be so shy and awkward and waitressing honestly <laughs> made me so comfortable talking with groups of people. So like yeah. you just don't know where that kind of growth is going to come from. So, yeah give everything a go but Sophie I know Enterprise Ireland told you that about maybe the the variation of your experience but I felt the same when I was preparing for this interview because I was like oh folks on this topic and then I kept finding about out about the other ones so um I agree with Enterprise Ireland with that one but uh, yeah, no no I don't like getting bored. <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely I don't think you're someone who uh who can sit down for too long um no. but but that's a, a really good thing and I, I suppose I kind of noticed that you started working for Enterprise Ireland after the market and in terms of the kind of the time consumption that it did take, um, did it take a lot of time when you set it up at the start or I suppose how busy were you with that um, for, the first, for the first few months? So like everything, it kind of takes time, I suppose, to grow. And I mean, we started off with like 15 or 20 traders and then we grew to about we average kind of 80 per week now. And I, I think there was a time there where it just really took a jump and I kind of didn't realize. So it grows slowly and then and then quite quickly now and we have a, a full team there. So, Brilliant. you know, I started with Enterprise Ireland in September and there was a bit of a crossover there where I was still kind of in charge of the market while I was bringing in the new team. So that was very stressful, um, very, very stressful. But uh, oh, now okay. I'm, yeah, kind of taking it to you got through it all anyway, and you can you can look back at it in hindsight. So, yeah, um, exactly. Fantastic. I suppose that kind of leads into uh, another question I have is kind of what is your main method of marketing uh, the market itself? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I don't think anyone's really asked me that before um, because obviously a huge amount of effort goes into the marketing mm. of it, and that's the reason why we're so successful. Yeah. Um, and it's been one hundred percent organic growth on social media mostly Instagram so you know we've never paid influencers or um, done kind of paid promotional campaigns um, up until a couple of months ago when we did we did start saying you know we need to take it to the next level and do a PR campaign but that was kind of zero up to 25k followers without having invested anything into the advertising and now we advertise via radio as well um, so the demographic is quite young. I'm trying to appeal to the older generation. So mm. I think I need to maybe advertise in a few newspapers or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that that can be another method. But um, I suppose the the social media side it, it seems to be quite effective. Well, as you said to to younger people in particular, but um, it seems to be going really well because obviously, are you in charge of that yourself, the social media? So not anymore. Yes, okay. we now have um, Eliza, who is a professional photographer, and she takes Love care it. of all social media too. Yeah, well, I mean, fair play to Eliza, and she's doing a fantastic job. But I'm sure you can take some credit for that as well, because it's it's not been like that the whole way. But eighty producers yeah. is uh, it's it's a it's a lot. So it's obviously working in some way. Um, Absolutely. but I suppose yeah, with that kind of marketing, it it probably is more difficult to target towards the older demographic. Um. 
because social media is kind of a bit younger. But yeah, newspapers, as you said, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll find a way. Um, and Facebook, there's still there's still people out there who use Facebook. So yeah. <laughs> I I'm probably not one of them, but I'm sure there is. My mother is one of them, so yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the demographic we want. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so it's been a huge success as we've kind of talked about, and you have had kind of uh, interviews with with other people nationwide and things like that. And I suppose when you started it, where was your mindset? Um, in terms of where did you want it to go? Had you a goal in mind, or? No, it was very much go with the flow. Like I didn't know how this was gonna go, and it was it was so nerve wracking the first day that we opened. Like I had kind of we all set up the market, and I had gone up home to my house to get changed and go back down, just as it was opening. And yeah. I mean, I was stuck in traffic for about twenty minutes trying to get in the laneway of the estate because there was so much traffic getting into the market, and like oh that was God. something I I didn't expect at all. I think, you know, there was kind of a, a sweet spot there where people had absolutely nothing to do during COVID too. But, yeah. you know, it became apparent very quickly that we were onto something really special here with the market. Okay, lovely. And yeah, it absolutely seems that way. And I think you're probably right about the, the COVID window in terms of food and trucks and things like that started to get a lot more popular. Um, so as you said, you probably hit the, the sweet spot there. But... um. Yeah, can I ask at the moment, I suppose, I know you've talked about you've you've kind of moved over a lot of the work to four other people, as you said, and things like that. But at yeah. the time, how did you balance the side hustles and the main job? Um, I know you said it was stressful, but it was there was there a way that you managed it or it was very stressful. Um, I don't know if I'm the best person for the, that kind of advice. Like I am a workaholic. It's not yeah. normal. Um okay. I yeah, I, I just yeah, I suppose I was born into a family where we're all kind of workaholics, so I didn't really think there was anything wrong with it. But now I kind of there was a point there where I realized I was like, oh my god, I've spent most of my most of my like early twenties like working hard, and obviously I'm reaping the rewards and it's great. But then kind of hit a point where I was like, okay, I need to start putting myself first, and that's when I kind of did the whole handover to the new team and they're doing amazingly and it's it's the best thing I've ever done. Um you yeah. know I love my time with the market but I think there's a point where you need to realise that you have to put yourself first and you have to live your life too and we're we're young. So yeah. yeah Absolutely. Well amazing. I suppose it's it's really nice to have a balance and I think um you've kind of talked about finding it there and definitely once you go to Australia I'm sure I'm sure you'll have that balance. Um but uh, you also have, I suppose, products of all your hard work. So um, for me, it looks like the best of both worlds. Um, and you kind of talked about there growing up with the family business and things like that. And I suppose I'm just going to move on to that kind of topic now. Um, as you said, you're from Kilkenny. And would you mind just telling me a little bit, I suppose, about where you grew up and then Mountain View, which was your family business, if that's OK. Yeah, so I grew up in Kilkenny, in kind of rural Kilkenny, so out in the countryside in Ballyhill. And of course, I grew up with a family business. So I was kind of born and raised within the family business. And in hindsight, I can kind of look back and be like, that was the best upbringing I could have asked for. You know, it really shaped me as a person. It made me such a hardworking, kind of 
driven person and has opened up so many doors for me from like the people that I've met to the opportunities that come from the people that I've met mm. it's been amazing um you know if you had asked me a couple of years ago me and my sister probably would have said why us like why have <laughs> we been born into a hospitality family this is yeah. awesome you know we spend our Christmas Eve uh, at the restaurant serving other families um okay. you know it's tough but uh yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd know what to do if I wasn't so busy all the time. So no, I have loved it. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Yeah. No, I can I can see that probably growing up in that in that environment, like the work just never stops. And as you said, Christmas Eve and things like that. Um, maybe that's probably where your work ethic comes from. Um, which is is a really good thing as well. It's a, it's a really good thing. Um, and I had a question there. What kind of effects do you think growing up in that environment has? But uh, I think you've kind of uh hit the nail on the head there and so I suppose moving on in around the same topic but you seem to love kind of organizing events as you as you mentioned already um what is it about creating and kind of organizing these things that that you get really interested in yeah I think it must be like the buzz because you you yeah you'd asked me that kind of earlier and I was thinking mm. about it and I was like why do I do this to myself because it's like really stressful <laughs> there's a lot of I feel like I'm I'm awake and a lot of uh thoughts here as to why you do these things but uh, yeah I know genuinely yeah. and like it's yeah it's really really stressful but it is so rewarding like Absolutely. events are so much fun and you know we have a great team behind us and you know I've done some great events like a speed what dating type? night yeah. Yeah, speed day night, uh, an outdoor nightclub during COVID, um, New Year's Eve countdown parties. And I think it's just the buzz that you get from when you're like, okay, this is going well, this is going to be a success and it's a really good time. And yeah, yeah. It, it's the buzz, I guess, because the rest of it is um quite stressful. So Okay. And is it, I suppose, it might be the kind of success of it that drives you or like the fact that, well, I made this, but you seem to kind of, the things you do are quite fun and exciting as well. Um, so that yeah. might be another part of your kind of motivation. Yeah, it's so true. Like I genuinely really enjoy it. And, you know, there's worse jobs in the world than like running a street food market and <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, Organizing even the restaurant. Events. Yeah. It's gas. Like it's it's grey crack. And like, you know, I, I am very lucky, but I was also born and raised with the mindset that my dad has always just driven this into me of like the harder you work the luckier you get so true. You, know, you know I get opportunities and I get people reaching out to me and you know we're working with some major media companies at the moment yeah. uh, on, on different projects and I'm like why do these people want to work with us and it's <laughs> like you know they don't kind of see I suppose all that's gone into it up to this point like they don't see that like we used to spend like whole nights there up until two three in the morning then get back up at 6 a.m yeah like we have fights we kill each other and you know they don't see all the work that goes on in the background just see the good stuff but uh yeah, yeah. they just see the the instagram posts and things like that this is it and that's yeah. you know life in general so that kind of brings you on to something that i was going to mention as well yeah. of like Firehead. my advice for for someone i suppose who is a is a grad like you're going to have times where you're stressed and like you have to work a bit harder and you're under pressure. Um, and that's all part of like either college or work and it's just part of life. But I really feel strongly that like if you're feeling unhappy, that's the red flag and that's a sign that you need to kind of make a change. If you're stressed and under pressure, that happens from time to time. But uh, if you're unhappy, I would just recommend making a change. 
Absolutely. Um, good advice from you and good advice from your father as well in terms of yeah. the harder you work and the luckier you get. Um, so great quotes coming out of the two E. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. But um, I suppose I was going to talk a little bit about your kind of education, but just one question I'd have is coming out of uh, university that time, did you know where, what, where was your head at in terms of where am I going to go now? Or was that a concern for you? Yeah, I think like in hindsight, I probably should have thought about things a little bit more. Like, oh, I should have listened to this podcast, or I should have like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, you should, you should have. But it, it, it worked out pretty well for you. But uh, I'm going to say you're the outlier and that you have to listen. Yeah. To it, so. <laughs> and I mean, that's the thing. Like, well, you know, that also, like, you should, you shouldn't be so streamlined either of like one goal and you don't deviate from it because, like, that's how I kind of used to be, I suppose. And then, sometimes the best opportunities are the ones that are the most obvious so like I'd started that market when I was in college so and it was really accelerating at such mm. a pace that I kind of thought I'm going to give this a go for a year and it was the best thing I ever did because like that's why I got my job at Enterprise Ireland like yeah. I know we're going to come on to this next but I don't have a business degree so it's all my experience that got me there. Absolutely and and your skills as well um yeah. but I suppose yeah, I don't I don't think you need a business degree to go into something like that, but uh no. I suppose it, it definitely helps. Um, but you had the experience. So touching on that, your education, you went to Trinity and what course did you do? So I went in doing medicinal chemistry and I did that for two years. And then when I kind of already had doubts, but when I was going into my third okay. year, I was like yeah no I don't like this and as I said I was unhappy it, I just it wasn't the right fit for me it kind of wasn't in reality what I thought was going to be on paper um so yeah the two didn't line up and it didn't fit it just didn't fit and I was like Do you know what I'm, I'm going to switch into something else um sciency and I kind of went with what I loved like I love the natural side of things, a bit of chemistry, sustainability, climate change, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, plant science was where I landed and I absolutely loved it. And if anyone hasn't heard of the plant science degree, you, in Trinity anyway, get a trip to the Canary Islands to explore exotic plants and, and insects and stuff. So if that's not a selling point, I don't know what <laughs> is. Yeah, very, very exciting. How was that trip? Oh, great. Oh, my God. I absolutely loved it. And I love the degree as well. It just personally it really suited me. But, you know, it's very niche. So I'm sure a lot of people yeah. won't be able to relate to that. Um, but I suppose growing up in, in that area as well and, and starting the kind of the market, it does seem very natural that you have some inclination towards kind of nature and things like that. Um, yeah, I think that's where so. Come across, yeah. Yeah, I think I might be a bit of a nature freak. Um, <laughs> I do love the outdoors. I do love uh, spending time outside. It's just good for the head. So, yeah, that's another thing that you kind of, um, through your questions, made me realise that I think I am a bit of a nature freak. So, <laughs> There's there's a lot of um, kind of, yeah, it's, it's self-awareness going on here all of a sudden. But um, oh, yeah. I'm glad I could contribute towards it. Um, I think advice you gave earlier um, said, you, you said that, if you're unhappy somewhere or kind of if the pressure is coming on and it's it's prolonged that you should decide to maybe change or, or leave or something like that. And it, it seems like you have actually taken your own advice on a kind of couple of occasions uh, in relation to your education when you changed, because that can be yeah. very scary when you don't know 
what to do or when it's not working out. And then secondly, kind of the fact that you want to have a bit more enjoyment now in life rather than working all the time. Um, yes. So you're you're not a hypocrite. <laughs> no, but it, it is something I learned the hard way. Um, okay. And it's, it's definitely, um, you have to realize when there's the difference between doing what you love, but it's getting a little bit stressful versus you actually don't love it and you're not happy like there and it's it's hard to tell the difference between the two like because you change as a person a lot and like something that you maybe had in your head that you're like you know I'm going to be as I thought a medicinal chemist and you mm. kind of change and you change very quickly when you're young so yeah I suppose it's just kind of reevaluating every now and again and being like hmm, do I actually like this or yeah I suppose it's okay. taking time out to think about it Good stuff, good stuff. And I suppose overall in Trinity, um, I went to UCD, but my sister went to Trinity and I loved UCD, but I just felt like I was always a little bit jealous of the Trinity vibe and things like that. So did you have a good experience overall in, in Trinity or how, how did you feel it went? Yeah, I definitely did. I think you always think the grass is greener on the other side. because Of course, this is it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I did. And the thing is, if you are a, a grad or sorry, a student in Trinity at the moment, um, I would really recommend getting involved in things. Um, I did the Camino twice. I was actually meant to do it a third time, but then COVID happened. Um, and that was such a fantastic trip and such a great way to meet new people from like various different years across the whole university, different courses. Like you just have to you get back what you put in basically and you have to try new things and uh I very much didn't wait for like needing a friend who wanted to do something to let me do it also like I just yeah. kind of went and did things if I wanted to do it I did it didn't matter if I knew anyone or not um I love Trinity my only critique would be that I think they are a tourist attraction first and foremost and a university second but I will leave it at that yeah, I could I could see <laughs> what you mean. There's a lot of tour guides going around uh, yeah. campus all of the time. But um, yeah, okay, that's 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 good. And I suppose moving on, you've kind of already touched on it. But what is next for Sophie O'Grady? Oh, so uh, to take a chill pill maybe and stop working so much. Um, <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm going to Australia. I think you know they have it right over there. They, um work to live not live to work isn't that yeah. what they say so yeah Absolutely. and yeah just just take a chill pill and get a bit of balance I think in my life lovely um which part of Australia are you planning on going to so I am going to be in the Melbourne office and I believe my colleague Richard Flood um who's based in Sydney was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago okay so, yeah I'll, I'll fill you in on how Melbourne goes when I get over there lovely um can't wait to hear about it and I suppose that kind of wraps up all my questions. Um, Sophie, thanks so much for coming on. You've been fantastic. And we wish you all the best in Australia. We wish all the best for the market and Mountain View in general. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much. And again, I know a cheeky plug, but uh, if anyone <laughs> hasn't been to Mountain View Markets, <laughs> uh, check us out on Instagram and then uh, visit. We're in Ballyhale in Kilkenny. Yeah, a lovely, a lovely wedding venue there as well. Yeah, if anyone's engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Planning a wedding. Yeah. Um, no, you have to get that advertising in any time you can, Sophie. But <laughs> yeah, just finish up. Uh, thanks so much okay. again, right? Okay. Thank you. Thanks for having me.